Ernesto Glucksman is the managing partner at Through the Noise, who I've hired to help increase the size of my audience. His strategy was so dramatically different from everyone else's I had interviewed. So this is what we talk about, what the strategy is for my podcast. So we talk about how to get your name, your brand, your services out there to a bigger audience. The secret sauce for me was my YouTube channel because so many more people are on YouTube than are on podcasts, that are listening to podcasts rather. So we talk about this and how to get the right eyeballs, not just eyeballs, but the right eyeballs on you. Ernesto has 25 years in providing consultative services in data technologies for national and international organizations. In 2001, he founded Through the Noise Consulting, and in 2013, he created the podcast of the same name. He started his career working the wonderful worlds of ones and zeros and saving lives in the back of a rescue squad, so he knows a bit about medicine. This special combination of digital meets caring led him to start Infamia, a web company specializing in websites for nonprofits and charities who have served clients such as the National Peace Corps Association, Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars, and International Student House, among many others. The Through the Noise podcast interviews leaders of companies and nonprofits who want to make the world a better place. Welcome to the Physician's Guide to Doctoring, a practical guide for practicing physicians. Dr. Bradley Block interviews experts in and out of medicine to find out everything we should have been learning while we were memorizing Krebs cycle. The ideas expressed on this podcast are those of the interviewer and interviewee and do not represent those of their respective employers. And now, here's Dr. Bradley Block. And now a word from this week's sponsor, Laurel Road. Taking out med school loans had me watching every penny. I took two buses to get to campus. During my residency, I walked 20 blocks. But since I opened a Laurel Road link checking account when I refinanced my loans, I got a crazy low rate plus a cash bonus. And all that extra money helped me finally buy my own car. Where are we going? Anywhere we want. Laurel Road for Doctors. Banking insights and benefits uniquely designed for doctors. See laurelroad.com slash doctor checking for full terms and conditions. Laurel Road is a brand of KeyBank NA member FDIC. Ernesto Glucksman, thanks so much for being on the podcast. And thank you for helping me to get this podcast out there. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me on the show. I'm kind of, I'm pretty excited. I don't get to be on this side of the show, of shows of clients that I work with that often. So I'm excited. <laughs> well, you know, the, here's the thing. Like the whole idea behind my podcast is getting information to physicians that isn't necessarily covered in our education. And so, you know, this is, there. there are a lot of people with side gigs that want to get their name out there and main gigs that want to get their name out there and yeah. you know, patients to referring physicians to. And so this is, this is your wheelhouse. This, you are the expert in that. So, you know, you're the perfect guest. Oh, well, yes. Well, that, that's how you convinced me to come on, to accept, to uh, come on the show and accept your invitation. So here I am. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's dive into it. Cause it is still, it's funny. It's still like an, an evolving concept in my own mind too. So it's good to also just like get to express a little bit what we do for more, for a wider audience. Right. But in, in this case, it's for other physicians, right? This is a physician to physician show. Yeah. So, um, so all right. What do you want to know? <laughs> so let's talk about my strategy first. Let's talk about okay. what, you know, what we're, do, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get my face and my voice in front of other physicians that might be interested in listening to the podcast. So how are we getting that out there? How are we growing my audience? What's the strategy and why did we decide on that strategy? Yeah. So, uh, when you came to me, um, it was about a year and a half now that we've been working together. 
on this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, you had a you had a pretty awesome, successful audio only podcast, which is which is funny because that's where I started my show. So I have a whole other show, Through the Noise podcast, covers uh, companies that talk, that do renewable things. That's that's a, there's an interest. That's like a side gig thing show that I that I work on. But when so when you came through and I had my show in an audio form for many years and had converted into the visual form, the video version of it, kind of a unique show, the physician to physician, but it's not the typical co- topics that you might hear, uh, and you know, more of a, you know, stiff panel of discussion of techniques or whatever, you know, the typical things you might go to a conference. It's really you, Bradley, your conversations with these, with physicians and other experts that you think other physicians should find out. That is like perfect material for me to work into shifting into the visual form and getting you into YouTube. Like I looked at everything you were doing. You're doing everything right. The, the audience was growing on the audio only. The thing you weren't in at the time was video or YouTube in this case. And I was like, okay, that's really, that's the next level for you. And that's what I've been doing for with all my clients. It's like finding the next level on the where the trajectory of their projects, their shows, I call them all shows, but their podcasts or whatever they're doing with social media. And what's that next level to enter, right? Um, the, the mistake that I always make is thinking that everyone thinks like me, right? Like mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts, but I don't really watch YouTube shows. And so why would anyone want to see me on YouTube talking to someone else and and apparently people do and who knew right like because they don't necessarily they don't necessarily need to consume this visually it's just that they find it on youtube and they will be doing the dishes or doing the laundry and they Mm -hmm. might peer up at it every so often but they get to listen while they're doing other things right and just using Mm -hmm. the youtube platform kind of as an audio medium. Cause it's not like I'm doing anything interesting out there, you know, like for, for people to see, it's really, it's an, it's a, it's an audio medium. And as you explained, the number of listeners, the number of people that download or, or on YouTubers on podcasts, like 10 X or, or more something, something, you know, I just, I was never going to have access to all these people. And now, now I do. Yeah. Yeah. The one of the one of the facts that helps us understand this a little bit better um, is is something a lot. I watch, read a lot of research from Edison Research. They cover the podcast area, the podcast ecosystem. They've been covering it for a long time, and in that space, you can kind of see the plateau. About thirty percent of Americans are active podcast listeners. And by the way, I'm one of them. Like I consume a lot of podcasts when I go on my runs. When I really when I go drive anywhere, it's always that it's always my favorite podcast. Um, because I like listening to a conversation that's being that's an engaging conversation while I'm doing something with my hands or what I when I don't have to actually be locked in visually on something, right? So, but that's a but there's that means like a, there's that means there's 70% of Americans are doing something else, right? Now, when you shift over to the video side of the world, that's when the numbers get crazy. It's something like 85% of Americans watch videos full stop most of them on youtube (laughs) 
Okay. There might be, there might be a video that was shared. That's like a link to a YouTube channel on a WhatsApp channel. They might've seen it on Twitter or, or in an email. If you got to watch this or just the, the, how it gets there, that's it, a whole other conversation. But the reality is most people are consuming video content and you can see this in the way the top social media platforms are all shifting towards video content to begin with. Twitter, LinkedIn, all of them, all of those platforms. Five, six years ago, LinkedIn would be a little bit more, you know, post blog posts. Uh, Twitter was all more about, you know, uh, tweets and maybe starting to add, you know, visual uh, memes or something. But the push to video is this just, just, it's just enormous across everything. And so when you think about it in those terms, if you have a podcast and you you have your you have an audience but you want to you want to want to grow it, YouTube just has an, a much easier time surfacing videos to their to target audiences. So you're when you listen to a podcast to find a podcast that really interests you, it's kind of a challenge. You got to ask people, you know, or maybe but, but most of the time it's like you listen to one of your favorite podcasters interview someone that you suddenly go, oh, that's an interesting person, or they may reference another podcast, right? And in fact, the dollars, the marketing dollars spent on marketing a podcast, like the best marketing dollars is clearly just on any activity that can get you on somebody else's podcast, <laughs> because that's really the way it works, right? In in the in the audio only, I'm driving down the road, suddenly my, you know, Lex Friedman or somebody interviews an interesting scientist, and I go, oh, ah, that guy's pretty cool. And he has a podcast too. Okay, I have to, I want to reach out to him. But on YouTube, it's all over the place where I can find the next video. Like there's 10 videos on a sidebar if I'm on the computer that can show me 10 different other videos. As soon as I'm done watching my video of whatever I'm watching, another one will be right there next to me. It'll give me even suggestions like you know the next video you should watch. And if I even hit autoplay, it'll just go to another video, not another podcast, or another video within the podcast, it could be, but it could be another video of another show entirely. So the ability to be discovered or to have your content connect with an audience is way easier by orders of magnitude on YouTube. And it, it, it reminds me of, I think the term is car, carnization, carnization, something Ooh. like that, where like every sea, sea creatures, I, I'm mispronouncing it, but sea creatures are all turning into crabs. So like there's something mm -hmm. about like the crab being the most efficient creature, like, you know, clearly not because, you know, there are more alpha predators out there, but like there are sea creatures who are becoming more crab-like. Like they're not, they didn't start out as crabs and now they're becoming crabs. So, so, <laughs> right. okay. So where am I going with that? Well, it, it's like TikTok found the formula and the found you, and the no. formula is the, the short attention span video. Like it's just a few seconds long and that's it. And then it goes to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And so now everyone is doing that. So Facebook is doing it and Instagram is doing it. And, and, you know, Twitter, you can have videos on it, but they'll have, they now put on tweets for people you don't follow 
at all. There's just suggested tweets. So like they're all becoming more like each other. They find yeah. something that, that's grabbed your attention. It worked for this other platform. So now we're going to become more like, and so they all, instead of becoming as disparate as they were, like you said, they start to resemble tweets. They, they all start mm-hmm. to resemble each other. And so you're like, why do they all resemble each other? Because it's these shorts. And so that was, yeah. that was another, not just get me on YouTube, but take the shorts and then use those and 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 we've we've put them on YouTube and we put them on Instagram and we've put them on so we use those shorts for other other promotion cuz then you know it's other ways for people to find yeah yeah it's a it, that the TikTok's actually tariff it's TikTok is the it is what's keeping executives at, at Google and Facebook and LinkedIn up at night um because the, um, the the it's a really interesting platform in that um they've cracked the code on how to keep that short video compelling and interesting as you simply just scroll up and down through it and it's got its dark side of course but the one startling statistic was an inside um it was an inside presentation that got leaked from TikTok they were presenting to some big uh, media buyers out there. I, something like the average user of TikTok, this is the average, consumes four hours of TikTok videos a day. Oh, oh I want to throw up. Four oh hours God. a day. Yeah. And then, and then hold on. If you think about what, so this is the dark side of this stuff, but what, what that means is if you're consuming, you're just scrolling, it's the minimal effort to get to the next interesting little tidbit. And every one of those videos has this sort of like, Problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution. Like you're getting rewarded for like what this is. How do you, I get, for me, it's a lot of like deck. I'm working on my deck in my backyard. And so there's a lot of like tech, a lot of guys showing me how to like, you know, clean the deck, scrape the deck, like all these. And it's just, it's just a constant in, intriguing, at least to me, maybe nobody else, but um, process that one way or the other, you're being, your, your system is releasing this sort of dopamine, the serotonin. You probably know more about this stuff than I do, Bradley, but it's, it's releasing this. Just what I learned from other podcasts. Right. right. And then when you get to the end of that, like overconsumption of like this super tasty information, what's the, what, what might lead you to do after that is retail buying consumption right? And so that's what TikTok sells to these guys. Like we can get um, massively addicted audiences looking at your products and services and they'll get to a point where they'll just be like, well, you know what? I do kind of want that new whatever ad that I just got presented. Yeah, that knife that they used in that video to cut up all that fruit so quickly. You know what? I can use that that. knife. I kind of like, I kind of need some because I'm I'm, 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 I'm already depressed from scrolling for four hours and stuff, (laughs) right? Like I Right, right. So that is that that is so yeah, this is a little inside baseball, I think, for oh. perhaps for your physicians that are listening yeah. to the show, but it is a crazy battle of these big platforms to connect, you know, content makers, advertisers with really interested audiences, really you know, compelled by all that. And YouTube, if you make content that's compelling, that it's engaging, that people click like, that kind of get watch more than the first 30 seconds. YouTube's organic algorithms are going to surface that up into audiences that you would have never even thought you could have reached um, by doing it. Uh, but it's not an easy process. There's a 
there's a bunch of things that goes into that, right? Um, as we've been to, we've been discovering over time, right? Um, you know, like, one of the things that's interesting to me um, is using some of the YouTube's ad algorithms to actually pay to sort of jump the line instead of waiting for Google's own organic engine, AI engine to sort of surface the videos, you can actually do the work ahead of it. You pay a little bit of money and you boost the view, your video into those suggest, into the in-feed, sort of like the top 10, like as I mentioned, like there'd be like 10 slots of next videos to watch. I can slot you in there at the top. It says ad, it's an ad, but it's your video and it's promoting that. And we can target you know, there's no button in the ad group that says, oh, just target this to physicians. I wish there was because it'd be easy, but pretty close. You can target people with advanced degrees that work in healthcare. Good enough. Yeah. Close enough. Right. The next level to that, which I haven't even brought up to you Bradley, before, but the next level is really finding other shows that have good uh discussions physician to phys the other shows that target physicians that's interesting to physicians it's interesting to yeah. other physicians to watch and if they've done all the the work of generating the audience building an audience around that we can do something called placements which is basically okay everybody that watches this other youtube channel that's directed to physicians you guys are targeting the same group i can place your video next to that as a suggested next video right sounds like a baller move Let's yeah do it there's not it's so it's it's just it's a it's a it's amazing to me because it's like it's 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 10 cents 15 cents for a thousand people to look at it and decide whether they want to watch it or not and i think right? when you've got some company like coca-cola or bmw that has like a specific audience or not even a specific audience you know it's clearly less specific than ours i want to reach that like you know 10 cents for a thousand isn't i think the same return on investment as us 10 10 cents for a thousand because our our market is so um specific and also so high value which is why advertising on physician specific shows is is more of a premium than like, you yeah, know, ones, ones with a ones with a general audience. So we're actually, I think, I feel like getting at a discount because we're able to target an audience that should cost us more and just doesn't because it doesn't pay for them to, you know, splice everything down so finely and you know, well, this this is going to cost you you know a dollar per per a thousand and this person it's going to cost them five. It's just not worth their time to do it. But for us, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the the riches are in the niches is the one of those platitudes that floats out there. The more niche you can make a particular YouTube channel or podcast, then the more and the more targeted you can make it, then you're going to effectively turn off some audiences that it's not really for them, but you're going to turn on the audiences that go that feel like other physicians that are interested in the world that you, that you're in. I mean, you're the you're the guide for physicians for busy physicians to listen in to find out interesting discussions and innovation that that's beyond just the the you know what you guys do to go to school with it's like what happens after school right yeah after the after all that and for an outside advertiser 
I mean, sure, they could go through the morale of creating a podcast and spending some ads, trying to find the right audience on YouTube, trying to get all that. They could do that or they just, you know, just support the show and connect with you and know that your your integrity and the way you uh, interview with everybody, that's what they're buying into. Right. So from from a, from from an outside perspective and then that the money you might get from a sponsor gets to be put back into improving the production and improving the reach. So you try to get, find those folks that really care about the stuff you guys are talking about. That's the way it works. And then I can, I can retire. That's right. the goal. From, from what? Goal. From this, from the show? No, the no, no, no. From the, the uh, <laughs> yeah, the show's for life. No, from the, uh, from seeing patients. And then I'll just be able to talk and give advice to people that are still seeing patients about how they, no, no, that's not what that's not what I'm going to do. Because actually, there are people out there that do that. They they coach other physicians about how to get through burnout, but what happened to them is they stopped seeing patients. So they're they're yeah. It's so this, how can they speak authority? Strange for not yeah. It's a, you know if they're not the ones seeing if they're mm-hmm. not in the trenches like we are anymore. You know, slogging through thirty patients a day. So thirty thirty patients. Wow. Uh, Twenty eight. 28. 20, my wow. my cap right now is 28, although I might get an add-on to make it to 29. But 30, yeah, used oh, to be yeah. my mm. max was like 34 in a day, but wow. not anymore. Not anymore. So, okay. But, okay. okay. So, 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 so. Before I found you, um, I had spoken to a bunch of other companies that were going to try and help me, you know, promote the podcast and get it out there. And they all worked the same way. They said, you're going to, tweet out your episodes and Instagram post your episodes and then you're going to put it in Hootsuite or something like that and then we're going to just put it out on social media so basically using instead of paying for ads or or I guess it's kind of using the algorithm we're just going to continually post the same post you know every day for a week and then once a week for a month and then once a month for a year then every week you'll so then you're you'll just saturate the airwaves with your same posts over and over. And that's what everybody was doing. You know, they just pre-program yeah. it. So your same yeah. posts come up over and over, and hopefully you'll find some people that 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 um resonates with that wouldn't do it. And actually I've I've had an experience or two where I'll, you know, we'll tweet out an episode and then the following morning I'll just retweet it. Just maybe someone who didn't see it the first time will see it the second time. Maybe I get another like or two. It, it it really hasn't led to much traction. Um, I guess I kind of answered my own question, but why did we decide on why do we decide against that strategy? Well, because it doesn't work. <laughs> At the fun uh, several re- several aspects of that. You're trying to get somebody to listen to a podcast by putting out an ad or putting a post let's say a, a tweet on Twitter. Now you're asking people to click on the tweet and then open the tweet. And then maybe you click to an, like a landing page, right? With the actual episode in there. And maybe they listen to a little bit of it, but you're already asking for a couple of steps removed, whether it's their phone and then it's going to go to a browser. Maybe on the phone, it's a little bit tighter. You're asking, it's just, there's a couple of steps there. And so while you can still get, you can still get people to look at the tweet and you can certainly pay to boost the tweet the same way you can pay to boost a video on YouTube. 
why are we going through those? Why are we asking people to go through those extra sort of like that extra two steps, really? When just put do the get get on that platform with YouTube, do a little testing, targeted, you know, surface surfacing these videos, and it's gonna go right. Like they're gonna go see that thumbnail and go, yeah, let me click on that. Well, let's do it right now because this is what I'm watching. I'm on YouTube. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm gonna do it now. Right. That's yeah. That's the thing. That's why also the marketing dollars on podcasts, like if you had a podcast, audio only podcast, and you wanted to buy or you could pay, you could pay other podcasters. Hey, can I give you, you know, a hundred bucks or a couple hundred, whatever it is to have just a little ad that runs just before your show starts. It just says, Hey, here's another show, blah, blah, blah. But you're asking for people who are jogging with their headphones to listen to that ad. And then type in how to serve this it's the the connection is not really it doesn't it's not immediate and in this world of instant gratification in the world of tiktoks we're just scrolling and getting what you want you got to be in that that's the that's the main difference and then aside from all of this i ran a ton of tests that you didn't you didn't have to do bradley i i I, we did advertising on linkedin we did it on twitter we did it on facebook we done a ton of stuff but the most effective to actually consume and boost Pot, the my own podcast for my own show has been just getting on vi- on YouTube and being smart about where you surface the video. And next thing you know, that that's the discovering engine. And then the podcast is for the fan base when they want to just listen to it on audio only and when they want to say, hey, Google Play, such and such show, it's there. It's ready to go, right? Um, it, it, you know, so uh, like I look at platforms like Twitter and I wonder all the brouhaha with Elon Musk buying it and all the stuff that's associated with it. Part of it, I have to wonder that part of it as, as a platform that they've kind of lost the direction because the world moved into this world of video. They got you know? comfortable. Maybe. They got comfortable. Who knows? They were huge. Yeah. They were huge. I was an avid Twitter user. Like I, I was, I was, when that when that thing first came out, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was like here's an opportunity to actually listen in on conversations or tweets of other, you know, kind of get the general gist of other. It was very useful for the work that I was doing in the past. Um, but somewhere along the way, it started getting noisier, and noisier, and harder to follow threads, harder to follow what's going on. And why is everybody angry, by the way? why is everyone so upset it's it's like it's lost that direction and something's up fuels my anxiety i end up because you know all everything that i follow ends up being either about you know covid gloom and doom or climate change gloom and doom both of which are true but like it doesn't benefit me and you know i can't help the cause if that's all it's doing is keeping me up at night right before bed. And so it just, yeah, it makes me not want to, it still sucks me in, but it <laughs> makes me not want to do it. it. It really, you know, it's negative reinforcement. Yeah. 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 Um, I almost, for my show, we just put up a couple of things here and there just cause somebody might come across my, my Twitter account and I don't, you know, just want them to think, Oh, well, there's still somebody here, but I'm not really <laughs> engaging anymore in it. And it's just every once in a while, just sort of the, the, the article I just happened to read that I thought is relevant. I'll just send that out, but I'm not expecting it. Oh, and the, hold on. There's one other thing about this whole platform, the, the Hootsuite method of creating content and just sort of spamming it into the, into the ether is that it, 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 this world has changed 
I mean, it is a pay to play world. You, if you want, if you could create an incredible following just on Twitter, sure, but you're still going to have to pay to boost or pay to target those tweets or pay to sponsor if you're a new account. There's just the, the, the strategy of these platforms when they were first building them is create a really compelling, really sticky piece of software that lets people connect and engage. And then once they got to a certain size, they turned down the ability, they turned down the knob of distribution of that content and turned up a little price point for if you want to continue that level of engagement, you got to yeah. now for because that's how they're going to pay their servers and bills and all the stuff that they have to do with, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just it, it is what it is, I guess. For yeah. that every quarter needs to be show that they're growing more than before, but yeah. you reach a saturation point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but I just okay. found for podcast and for video, it's just gotta get, just gotta be on YouTube. Yeah, it may yeah, be yeah. considered TikTok, but TikTok's really its own animal. It's a, it's a strange way of doing videos. I don't want to dance in pointed boxes. Am I gonna have to dance in pointed boxes? No, no, no. But okay, but man, it. Um, I, I you know I follow a bunch of uh, on TikTok. I follow a bunch of. Uh, uh parenting coaches they're, oh really they're great they're great there's so many great ideas the only the only issue there though is sometimes i get too many of them and i'm like oh yeah well, what do i do with all this now that i just sort of casually scrolled through but i mean you just you know any problem you have in the world you can probably find a video on it somewhere yeah well, I'm the same with podcasts. I often will. I know I'm. I'm. I still consume podcasts, like like you said, you do. Uh, so parenting ones. Actually, I'm gonna have someone on next quarter, and this is a plug for my own show for my listeners. We haven't figured out a date yet, but on high achieving parents, mistakes that high achieving parents make, because you know, as physicians, we're high achievers. High achievers, you know, economically and status, whatever. So, how do we make sure that we're not screwing up our kids? And because I, I listened to a parenting podcast mm. like you and that I, I I had I listened to one that was like that. And so I'm like, wait a second, my audience needs to hear this and I need to have my questions answered. How do I avoid screwing up my kids? So um, well, that's yeah, I, a great episode. I can't wait to listen to that one. Um, I'm not so sure how high achieving I am compared to you. Hey, Dr. Block, but <laughs> Ernesto, 30 pages. You are, you are, no, you're a people. You were you were. <laughs> You're doing yes. It's, it doesn't mean I'm practicing good medicine. You know, seeing yeah. a lot of patients is not the equivalent of practicing good medicine. The two, yeah. uh, there's the Venn diagram of that. I'm not sure how much overlap is uh, is is really there. But well, no. I, you Ernesto, know, I you're have... amazing, and I appreciate all of all of your help and insight. So please oh, don't sell yourself short here. You're welcome. I I I I've also found that the podcast long form is beautiful there, and it does translate into YouTube. The long form conversational, this, what we're having, not the television show with like, oh, and we can only talk for about five minutes and then we got to throw it to commercials, right? It's like, it's like we can meander in these conversations and it's, it's just been a way of, I don't know, it's just been a way of learning that we all are experiencing through this stuff, right? And so um, this is, I believe in this medium in and of itself. It's got its dark sides for sure. But where else can you get a show like this? Yeah. I mean, and parenting and learning how to 
build a deck, you know, all in, all right next to each other. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Back to, you right. got a long drive. You're going to learn how to parent. You know what? Learn how to parent while building your deck. You right. know, like right. have your kids help you right. build it. You That'd know? be great. You can, I'm sure there's great. a podcast that, that mixes those things together. <laughs> That's the niche, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that would, go ahead. So, so I want to talk a little bit and, and, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about what we should be telling physicians about promoting their using social media, like using YouTube, you know, you said these, these applications are not really what they used to be. So if there's a physician who's trying to use social media, either to promote their side gig or their main gig is your takeaway, you know, directing YouTube ads is that is is that the takeaway or 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 you know what what should we t be telling our physician audience I mean the, the fundamental there has to always be like you got to get really specific of the I don't like the word target I I, I use it cuz that's the vernacular in the marketing and communications world that that's they they use and I even really consider myself exactly a marketer it's more of a I'm in my I'm, my background's more in the technology of the systems that marketers and communications people use right so but at the fundamental level is if you have a side gig or you're trying to promote your own the practice you have you got to get really sharp about what is the typical archetypical story what is the what is the type of customer the ideal one that you want and then you got to speak to that that person like the avatar and the avatar the yeah. avatar if you want to call it that right i mean just you know cut out some go to people magazine and cut out some pictures or something put them next to you and then try to communicate in a way that resonates with them right i mean the way physicians talk to physicians is going to be very technical high level stuff but where you talk to a patient is a different way of communicating you need to communicate in a in a way that the that the patient understands it's the same thing when you're dealing with social media marketing in my opinion we need to get really sharp. And the more niche, the, the, the better it is, the more focused it is on that, it might, it might grind you to continuously repeat the content you're generating towards that target audience. But that's the way that audience is going to, that's, that's how we're going to connect with it. Right. Whether it's whether and it doesn't matter whatever the social media platform you're choosing, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or, you know, um, house ads on Amazon. I mean, the marketing materials you're going after, think about that audience and then get get help or work on it yourselves. Where are they? Where, what shows are they watching if you're on YouTube? What of the plethora of Facebook options that you would have to check off? to triangulate into the target audience that you know that audience exists there, right? And then generate a bunch of content that tests different things that grabs their attention. And one of the fundamentals, this is this came from a paid search friend of mine uh, who he's fantastic. He, he just focuses on creating ads that appear when you go to Google search. When you type in something on Google, he's the he's an expert at that space. And he his method or thinking is you want to identify Dean Dean Hua Sachi Studios. I should add that to your notes, but he want to identify a particular dogma in the target market, some kind of common expectation, common sense approach, whatever it is, dogma. This everyone just assumes that this is the way we do things. This is the way everybody understands things. 
And you, as the physician or the person marketing for a physician, needs to come up with marketing material that is slightly the antithesis to that. What is the what is the counterpoint of view to that dogma? And so you got to choose your dogmas carefully, right? You got to figure out what it is. So if you think, I mean, let me try to come up with a random example. But like, let's just say the dog you're a dent you're a dentist, and the dogma is like dentists are going to cause pain, right? Like that's the dogma you're choosing, and you should be priding yourself on how dentistry should be painless, perfectly painless. And so that's that's kind of what you're going for. Like make the dog identify the dogma. Create the headlines. Everyone's causing a lot of pain in your teeth. You sh shouldn't suffer. Come, come to us and create material. The reason for it, and this is going to be weird, but the reason is it's what catches people's eyes. It's what's going to go, huh? What? It's the it's the the headline or the titling on your YouTube video talking about that that okay. people will go. Wait, that seems a little bit out of the ordinary. Let me. Pay it's incongruent. To that. It's incongruent. It's not what you would expect it to be, and that can be a little mentally jarring. It's yes, not what that, you're. It's not. It's yes. Unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to deliver the goods, right? Otherwise, it's clickbait. Otherwise, you're just <laughs> just come coming up with salacious headlines and yeah. for nothing, right? Which well, there is a bunch of content out there. If you spend a lot of time on YouTube shorts, there's a, there's a lot of that. Um, you don't want to do that to your practice. No. no, but no, because like you said, you want to deliver the goods. Like, I mean, there, yes, but there, there is that element in medicine too. There are some mm -hmm. people that, you know, put themselves out there, especially if they're doing something like cosmetics, which, you know, cash business, and they want to grab your attention and they're going to do it by being the lowest common denominator. So yeah, that stuff is definitely out there and, and physicians are, are culprits of that as well. But as you said, like you're trying to, if your product is your practice, like, yeah, you want to deliver the goods, but you got to grab your patient's attention, grab your physician referring physicians attention by giving them something they're they're not going to expect that helps you to stand out without you know yeah. jumping the like shark doubling down on profanity crazy. and yeah. right yeah exactly there there it's integrity. it's um it's a um you know um I, 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 how do I, let me think let me think this explanation out um it's a little like if if everyone is always trying to be prim and proper, then you kind of got to do something a little different to, you know, get that that that. Now, in that process, you might turn off some folks that that material is not for them. But if you're turning someone off, you're probably turning someone else on. Someone's like, wow, that's awesome. So it's got to be at the end of the day, a little bit entertaining. And I, that's. You know, I spent a lot of uh, my my past is working with like communication teams in really stuffy nonprofits all over Washington D.C., and they take themselves very seriously because they want everyone to take them very seriously. And it's kind of a difficult like explaining explaining to them that if you're too serious and too buttoned up, no one's gonna watch. No one's gonna no one's gonna go, huh? Because there's so much content to begin with that's already grabbing their attention. Yeah. So if you can take the courageous step of just doing a little bit differently, standing out just a little in the, in some way, and the easiest way is to sort of pick that dogma and come up with that thing that's the antithesis to it as a headline and start. That's from there. actually been in um, a prior show with Tim Caulfield. He does he he's he's actually a lawyer, but he does a lot of work with medical uh, misinformation, 
And mm. he says, you got to be where your audience is. And so if you're competing with the the misinformation that seems appealing, but it's so wrong, like you, you have to make yourself appealing in a certain way. And uh, the example I love is when the CDC, when The Walking Dead was like the show to watch and zombies were everywhere, they had disaster preparation for, you know, for floods and for fires and for disease and for the zombie apocalypse. And so they had... <laughs> You know, the these little, are the recommendations huh? because disaster preparedness is basically, you know, wow. water, food, shelter, clothing, like a go bag. You know, it's all the same mm-hmm. over and over. Um, disaster preparedness for the zombie apocalypse is everything else. So it got more eyeballs because they took that courageous step. They weren't so buttoned up. So I guess that's the message to, to the physician audience as well, which is like, get out of your comfort zone. Don't mm-hmm. double down on profanity, right? Because because sure. no. you got to keep your integrity. But you know, get get a little outside your comfort zone. Be entertaining. Be engaging. Be what people wouldn't necessarily expect from your specific niche, and and, and that's how to get more eyeballs on you. Yep, and that's how you draw attention towards the the goal. So it's sort of like if you want your message to be delivered and to find that audience, then you gotta yes, you gotta meet them where they are. And that's where they, that's where we all are. We're all scrolling through TikTok, right? We're all looking at YouTube. I mean, that's just the way it is. So yeah. one one last question, one last sure. question, and that is: so my wife and I were always like, oh, we got to get to bed early tonight because my kids still wake up in the middle of the night, right? I got to find a mm-hmm. podcast for how to get like a four, a, a three, and a, and a five year old to sleep through the night. Um, still not happening. So, so we're like, oh, we got to get to bed. So we go to bed early, and then we sit on our phones next to each other, scrolling. Right. So if we ever catch you were to catch you scrolling, which app, which is the app that Ernesto's on? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I already mentioned TikTok because I'm getting yeah. parenting advice and, you know, 30 second sound bites. But well, actually, it's funny. It's going to be split between two apps. One is Reddit, because I've always found the comments on Reddit are more, for some reason, interesting to me than any comments on any other platform that I've ever read. Like I go to the Washington Post, I read an article, I click the comment section and it's like a quick jump away because this is just, it's just, it's just, it's not good. Reddit on the other, for some reason, it's just different. It's just, mm. they're, there's just more, they're more, it's more thoughtful. I think most of the time there's still bad actors there too. But yeah. anyway, but the light, the latest app that you'd probably be seeing messing with that I'd be messing with right now is something called, uh, if you go to open AI, there's an app, there's a, it's not an app. Well, it is. It's called doll, doll dash E D A like Dolly D A L L dash E open AI. You can get an account for free and try it. It's, it's amazing. It's an AI ge- image generator. Okay. It'll create images for you based on just, random that just just describe the image you want to see click generate and it will create an image that's never before been seen and it's amazing it's amazing and are you going to turn it into an nft and then you could or your your <laughs> thumbnail or a logo it still needs some work but i've been lately i've been uh um uh scott mutter is one of my favorite artists and i've just been like hey make a like teddy bear uh, there's like, yeah, there's like a teddy bear driving a car in the middle of New York City in the style of Scott Mutter. And it will just generate several versions, like four or five of them. And boom, 
And it's it's both fascinating and slightly terrifying. Terrifying. The yeah. computers can create this stuff. I'm like, where are we headed? So that's that's where I'm at right now. That's wow. what I'm messing with. Yeah. I'm thinking what would happen if I gave that to my boys and I think it would all just end in fart jokes. Oh, probably, like... yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so my audience wants to look you up. They want to hire you. They want to listen to your podcast. They want to uh, you know, they want to follow you on social media. Where do we find you? Yeah. If you have any interest in like, you know, renewable energy and technology companies doing stuff, AI, that's through the, the, the podcast is through the noise podcast, but my company is just through the noise consulting. Um, you can just type that in Google and we'll be the top link and you can reach out with any questions. Happy to, and, happy to talk and Charlene to will put it all up in the show notes and, and, and hopefully she knows your yes. social media handles. So Thank we'll you, be uh, linking to you in, in all, all the social <laughs> media apps. Yeah. Yeah, this was great, Brad. This was great. This was a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you so much for your time. Yeah, totally. Thank you. And thank you guys for watching. Really appreciate the support on the Physician's Guide to Doctoring. I mean, it's that's, I mean, you're the boss. I'm I'm just trying to get to help you with the show, getting the promotion, get everything out there. And so any of you guys clicking and liking, if it's relevant to you, that's super appreciative. Thank you. And then let me know if you guys have guests, if you know experts like Ernesto that you want to have on the show to discuss what you want to hear. Let me know. We'll get them on. That was Dr. Bradley Block at the Physician's Guide to Doctoring. He can be found at physiciansguidetodoctoring.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for a previous guest or have an idea for a future episode, send a comment on the webpage. Also, please be sure to leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time on the Physician's Guide to Doctoring.